This is JD. Hello, JD. This is Patty Popcorn, and you are listening to Old Dirty Benches. And that's benches because we're classy and we don't say bad words. <laughs> yeah, not. <laughs> so, this podcast is uh, essentially where we're going to be talking about white collar crime. And then um, we will also be having like a movie corner. Uh, in and general, the dog barking yeah. sometimes. <laughs> she's mad that she can't come up here um our podcast is uh dedicated to humorous discussions regarding crimes of the powerful uh white collar crime is typically orchestrated by those in occupational positions where they have the opportunity uh to commit these kind of crimes those crimes can include insider trading fraud tax evasion bribery price fixing and of course corruption We'll discuss real cases, um, any related articles, maybe other podcasts, uh, documentaries, movies that we've watched related to the crime. Patty? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Uh, What's up? So, Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> People are going to be like, oh, my God. And I know my kids are already like, Mom, stop. (laughs) Why? Wiener Schnitzel, if you are listening to us, we would love to promo you. In Um, fact, we do. (laughs) Every day. Every dang day. We will accept payment in the form of chili dogs and french fries. For me, yeah, chili fries. Classic. I know. Chili cheese (laughs) fries. And every time we do this podcast, and I'm like, should I go there for lunch? (laughs) Every time. (laughs) Oh, my God. And hence, I have a sad, I have an admission for you. Uh (gasps) Uh-oh. Remember how we were talking about our jean sizes? Uh oh, yes. Yeah, I'm not a 10. Uh. I'm bigger than a 10. (laughs) (laughs) All these yoga pants and stretchy pants have made way. Have put me into a false sense of security of my size. So you don't have to I haven't to even opened my freaking jean drawer till we had that conversation. And then you were like, let me try this out. And then out. I was like, yeah. And then, no. See, again, my reverse uh, yeah. anorexia. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm fine. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> but I, I just had to laugh. I'm uh, like, oh, yeah. No, not a 10. I had my like breakthrough moment like... <laughs> Up a size. Two months ago, I would say. And I was like, fuck you, G. <laughs> I don't want your negativity. <laughs> Who wants hard pants anyway? Hasn't coronavirus, coronavirus shown us that? Oh, my God. That we don't need hard pants in our life. Yeah. Well, and so now... <laughs> When I buy pants, I actually look to make sure they have elastic in them. Yep. Or spandex. Yeah. Um, to ebb and flow. There has to be some sort of Give. flexibility or built like in there. Or like even the stretchier jean material. Or yeah. Yeah, jeggings yeah. is always um, okay. Yeah, because I definitely, I'm like trying to avoid the mom jean look, even though I'm a mom. <laughs> well, 
no Aren't shade the high to waisted jeans. Yes. Like just setting you up for uh, the mom jeans. They are, they are. Um, but the way they make them now uh, are sort of like the skinny jeans slash high waisted. I don't like it. So you can fake no. it. And I'm like, I'd rather have low rise so my bread dough can just spill over. <laughs> If I'm been not wearing on, my uh, spank spenders, <laughs> spank spenders. <laughs> uh, this is a podcast <laughs> about <Fat>. white collar <laughs> <laughs> and our bellies. Oh, uh, this is JD. <laughs> JD D for donut. <laughs> And Patty popcorn <laughs> with extra butter. Let's butter. just go all in. I know, dude. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Surrender. Oh, I've got my white flag waving. It's fine. <laughs> I'm still on yellow. <laughs> I give up. That's it. I'm, I'm trying so hard. Uh, and uh, then I'm like, chocolate peanut butter ice cream? Yes, sir. Yes, please. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to not eat. As I said, I was, this was way before COVID even. And I got like the flu for three days or I didn't eat for like two whole days. And I got on the scale and lost zero pounds. Oh, shit. You don't lose anything. So I'm done like that. If I can't eat anything and I still don't lose a single ounce I'm done that's like, it get it yeah fuck it I'm eating and I don't care oh god <laughs> my spouse doesn't care so yeah we'll all be fat together it's that's great I feel like yeah as long as they're cool with how we <laughs> if they're not like <laughs> Please put on some dry clothes. heaving underneath the sheets. Please turn the lights off before you get in bed. Yeah, no. I need some mystery. <laughs> Not that much, though. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Anyway, I just had to admit that I I'm a big liar. Anyway. That's okay. I mean, it happens to the best of us. You know, we're all trying to. That's right. We're just doing our best again. Like we just try our hardest. Quarantine and then say fuck it. Yes. (laughs) Isolate. I like people. Eat ice cream. Social distance from me, please. (laughs) Stay away. (laughs) Oh Lord, that's so funny. So, um. Today's a white collar episode. White collar episode. Um, and I like some of the comments that I'm hearing from friends and family that are listening to us. Okay. Uh, not Melinda or Kim. Clearly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who I like, uh, especially about the white collar crime stuff. They like the movie reviews. Um, but. They're like, I had no idea that all this stuff was going on. See? So I'm like, it's cool that we're covering it just to kind of get more exposure. Yeah. Um, So that people understand basically what is happening, like right under our noses. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, the effect that it has. So uh, shout out to us, I'd like to say. (laughs) First, right out the gate. Um, (laughs) We're doing great. And we just want (laughs) to get that out there. (laughs) 
Um, so today, uh, following our Ponzi scheme stuff that we've been talking about. <laughs> this is a good little dovetail. I know. Uh, the, probably the most well-known Ponzi scheme. Yes. Next to Ponzi, of course. Yes, next to <laughs> my, Mr. Charles Ponzi. Um, five foot two. <laughs> Full of muscle. <laughs> Full of himself, really. Yeah, right. Um, Living in fo- Mr. DeSantis. <laughs> Mr. DeSantis. <laughs> so we're going to talk about uh, Mr. Bernie Madoff. Which I would say probably most people at least have heard his name. I would hope so. If you have not heard of this person, then you Where might be dead. Where have you been? <laughs> uh, so Bernard Lawrence Bernie Madoff was an American financer who executed the largest Ponzi scheme in history. So he defrauded thousands of investors out of tens of billions of dollars over the course of at least 17 years and possibly longer. He was also a pioneer in electronic trading and the chair of the NASDAQ in the early 1990s. Ah, Bernie. Um, so I know, like, previously we had talked about psychopaths and sociopaths. Yeah. Did you watch The Wizard of yes, Lies? Yes, I've seen that. The very end, I got, like, chills. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, we just talked about this. Yes. And that's uh, one of the main reasons why I wanted to do that episode to sort of distinguish between the two separate types Okay, is because uh, both... Um, when you're learning about business ethics now and uh, psychologists, criminologists, and sociologists, Bernie Madoff almost always comes up in the conversation because of the... He's like a test study. <laughs> yeah, he's like an example of... Uh, and we talk a lot about him in criminology classes uh, when we're talking about psychopaths. Okay. Because uh, a lot of people feel that he fits this um, prototype. The psychopath. Correct. Um, Because he uh, basically started out from the time he was young and um, was just defrauding all of these people out of all of this money. Yeah, it's like 33,000 people or something. Yes. And really showed no sort of... uh, compassion no sort of empathy to the crimes he committed um and right up basically until his death he really didn't give a shit so um well i mean he even and i don't know how true to life that lies oh sorry wizard of lies show was but he was like i told them don't invest all your money because you don't know like like totally trying to justify what happened. Yeah, uh, that I think that piece of it is, and there's tons of people who've actually sat down with him for interviews. And um, on our website, I'm gonna post some of the podcast, some of the documentarians that have sat down and talked Talk him. with him while he was in prison. Um, because I think some of their conversations are extremely interesting. Some of the um, information that they got fed from him, because this is basically like how he's thinking, um, what sort of person he is. And he's uh, just a not per- a good one. No, he's not. He's <laughs> a perpetual liar. He's a narcissist, egotistical. He was mean to his kids. He, Yeah, he 
I don't know if he I I don't know. Did he care about anybody? It's hard to say whether but or not can that's you? the case. Uh, I mean, most if people you don't really feel authentic emotion. I yes. would say no. Yeah. And most people say psychopaths do not have that capacity. Right. Um, but they are able to stay in long term relationships. We've seen examples of these. Um, he was married to his wife, Ruth, uh, for years. Um, so, you know, other people have had relationships. Uh, Ted Bundy, psychopath. Yeah. He had a, a long term relationship. Um, but it, is it more like a transactional thing? That's what some people say, uh, more like a cover. Right. But then like sometimes. Like a beard. <laughs> yeah, like, like a beard. A, like a psychopath beard. <laughs> a psychopath beard. <laughs> a uh, fleece blanket. Um, no, I don't know. It's, it's up for debate. There's still a lot of people studying um, psychopathy. Uh, how those individuals operate, how they tick, that sort of thing. Um, in our episode on psychopaths, we talked about how they're doing MRI scans. And right, seeing, the actual physiological brain. Correct, the patterns of how mm-hmm. the chemicals and, um, you know, how things are firing off uh, based off of emotions, et cetera, how all that's working. So um, jury's still out, but I would go so far as to say that Bernie's probably a psychopath. Um, <laughs> so the answer, Bernie, is no, we don't think you're a sociopath. <laughs> we think you're worse than that. Yes. Um, so uh, it's, I know, what did you watch this, you know, like leading up to this particular episode to kind of. I watched that Wizard of Lies on HBO. Did you watch that one? Yeah. Okay. I have watched a number of things. <laughs> <laughs> to get myself ready um and we'll post these to the website just so that if you feel so inclined to go watch them you can um so i watched bernie madoff his life and crimes um we'll post that uh chasing madoff uh madoff uh this was um done a documentary done by one of the whistleblowers um oh yeah so uh you can also watch Not his son's no, uh, not his sons, no. Um, which is also a sad story I'm sure we'll get to. Right? I didn't even know that part. Oh, okay. I knew, so um, I knew one of them had committed suicide. Yeah, I did not know that. Yes. I didn't know the other one had passed away. Right. So in researching this, when I found that out, I was like, yeah. holy shit. Sad. Um, so The Wizard of Lies, that was another one. Uh, American Greed um, also uh, has a segment out there. We can post that. Um, And then there's uh, some other um, YouTube videos, segments out there that you can watch. We'll post those to our our website, which we do have up and running. Uh, So please go and check us out. (laughs) And the links work thanks to JD. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's uh, olddirtybenches.com. Patty set it up. Um, We're pretty (laughs) excited about it. We're still, you know, updating it. So if you see stuff, you know, changed or whatever, um, you know, just keep checking back. So uh, but we will post all of these videos there so you can see them because it's all extremely interesting. It's different vantage points. Uh, I was trying to find one that his secretary had done. It's called In God We Trust. 
but I could not find it available <laughs> that's a anywhere. Weird name. Yes, and there's like lots of other shit that's called the same thing. So I was like, okay, uh, it, I but I couldn't find it because I wanted to watch it because it was a secretary apparently that had worked with him for years that uh-huh. um, had no idea apparently that this was going on. You're rolling your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> because what yeah uh yeah so let's get into this shit (laughs) Uh, yeah (laughs) so who is bernie um (laughs) he's great (laughs) (laughs) so bernie was born in queens new york on april 29 1938 and he was born into a middle class family his parents were polish immigrants um and his parents married during the great depression and at some point, they got into the world of finance. So I thought that was kind of interesting, you know, that uh, they met, they got married during the Great Depression, which we all know was a crazy time in our history. Uh, a lot <laughs> well, of people. Up until nowadays, this yeah. has been pretty crazy. Uh, <laughs> yes. So <laughs> one of the crazy times yeah. in history. But that was just like one thing. We've had like a hundred simultaneous oh, things. Going. Yeah. Not saying that we're better or anything, but. No. You know. Yes. Uh, <laughs> pandemic. The shit that's happening now may be right up there with Ugh. the uh, Great Depression. Um, so apparently, I don't know if you saw this or not, but his parents got into some trouble as well um, because they didn't report their financial conditions. So they had a business. That they were running. So they were scammers too. Yeah. So I didn't find like tons and tons of details on this. um, But that's what it sounded like to me. And I guess uh, they had taken a lien out on their house. So mortgaged that Mm -hmm. and um, got in trouble as far as like their taxes and stuff. So they were uh, forced to close their business. And it sounded like um, it affected their their home. So. I don't know if that socializing did anything to Bernie, but I thought that was a pertinent point that we should bring up. Yeah. Because I found that to be interesting. Um, because uh, as we had talked about, like psychopath and, and sociopath, we kind of mentioned the nurture versus nature uh-huh. argument that goes on constantly. Yeah. So um, whether or not, <clears throat> excuse me, whether or not that had an effect on, and I'm starting, I started calling him Little Moth, like, made off but shortened Mm -hmm. (laughs) you gave him like a rapper name (laughs) that's cool (laughs) i call him piece of shit spend other people's money but mine's a lot longer than yours (laughs) (laughs) oh my god um, so early accounts of Little Moff, uh, I guess basically he was more interested in his girlfriend, which also became his future wife, uh, Ruth. Ruth Alpern. And then he was really into his swim team. So apparently Little Moff worked as a lifeguard and installed sprinklers as his little job that he did. And apparently he saved his money. He marries Ruth, um, graduates. Which I've kind of felt bad for her, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Towards the end, uh, when everything starts imploding and then how their life lives end up. Right. Um, yes, I definitely feel bad for her. 
Uh, I struggled with the idea that Ruth had no idea that any of this was going on. Um, For me, that was hard to accept because like we had said previously, um, remember when we're talking about Lizzie Borden, um, Rathburn's wife? Yeah. How she said, well, I didn't know like some of the stuff that was going on. And when we were like, bullshit. Right. (laughs) So for me, it was hard to. And that's not to say that I still didn't feel sorry for her in some capacity. But she was fine with living in that life of luxury. And if you didn't know, then you were also fine in being ignorant in Uh what was going on. Yeah. So. um, So, yeah, he graduates from Hofstra University with a bachelor's in um, political science in 1960. And um, he had started going to law school, but actually doesn't finish. So I don't know. (laughs) He's like, I know enough. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he was. Or he's like, I plan on doing nothing legal. So (laughs) this is a waste of my time. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, was he going to be a lawyer? Like, what were his plans? I think he just wanted to know, like, the bare bones. Yeah. And then, okay, now I'm going to go scam some money. And now I'm going to go fuck everybody over. Even his sister-in-law. Like, that takes. You're cold, bro. Yeah. I mean, her parents, they invested money in his company. It's like the list is endless. Um, So, yeah, he basically quits law school and decides to start his own gig uh, with the money he had saved from his uh, lifeguarding job and the sprinkler systems, I guess, he was installing. Um, And then uh, Ruth's parents invest $50,000 in his new business. So... This is where Bernard L. Madoff Investment Securities, LLC, is originated and created. So this is his company that basically ends up defrauding, like, thousands of investors. 33,000 people. 33. Multi, multi-millions of dollars. Uh, yes. It's so sickening um, when you start learning exactly what was happening. Um, so I knew it was like a Ponzi scheme. Some of the stuff that happens i did not or was not aware was going on um so with the help of moff's father-in-law which was a retired cpa the business attracted a lot of investor investors through word of mouth and amassed an impressive client list so moff investment securities grew famous for its reliable annual returns of 10 percent or more and by the end of the 1980s his firm was handling more than five percent of the trading volume on the new york stock exchange so he just took what ponzi did and like and carbon copy fucking it. <laughs> exploded that shit on the business and so industry. in some regard it's like hello people yeah but i in reading a lot of these articles and watching these documentaries this week, it, this is the problem right here. Is like you fucking. <laughs> oh, this is definitely a problem. <laughs> well, it's like you know, like people greed. Like, yes, greed, and then um, we're we're constantly getting fed the message: no regulation, no regulation, no regulation. And then you hear about this shit, and he basically had the SEC in his pocket. Well, he was going to run it at one point, yeah, right? Yeah, yes. So he's like, hey, I was in line to run this. Correct. When they came 
and ask questions, finally. Yes. And then one of his lawyers I saw had actually worked for the SEC at one point. Huh. So I'm like... That it seems like not a conflict of interest. I, yeah, about. dude. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> How is he coming over to work for him? Which I know you can basically go work for whoever you want. But to me, it seems well, even shady. Because, you know, we're state workers and there's rules about like if you're in procurement you're not supposed to work for like a a vendor for two years correct yes it happens all the time and i guess it's if no one turns you in it's cool yeah if nobody whistle blows or and yeah yeah anyway but people end up doing it on that tangent because i'll just get mad but yes correct <laughs> Both so of maybe us will it was get mad. the same kind of thing where you're not supposed to, but only it only matters if someone turns you in. Yeah, it's uh, insane when you start looking at how much of this shit is actually going on. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, like we've mentioned in previous episodes. Uh, Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. I was going to say the Vatican is after us. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're, it's only a matter of time before we disappear. The we DOD, know Jeff Bezos. Um, Department of Justice is probably going to be knocking on our door if we come up missing. There's a there's going to be quite the suspect list. That's all I'm saying. Oh, my God. Well, we weren't the first to uncover this shit by no, any means. Right. Okay, I want to throw that out there. <laughs> Um, but what were you going to say? This is the problem. What? Uh, I mean, so people currently don't have trust in our federal government, our agencies. And it's because of this fucking shit. Because you can't. Well, even in that documentary, he was like, I'm just going to bullshit them and, and hope they don't follow up. And guess what? They didn't. They didn't. So. Yes. Then he got to keep on keeping on. Yeah, he kept on trucking. Um, you'd think you'd be like, oh, maybe I better not. Nope. He was just like, <laughs> keep full steam ahead, everyone. Because <laughs> he's a fucking psychopath. <laughs> exactly. This is a conversation here. Uh, we're dealing with somebody who does not give a fuck, basically. I mean, he... He said he didn't he didn't feel bad about what he did. I mean, right. he repeatedly said that. Because he told the people, don't invest all your money. You just don't know. And that was like his, you know, self-absolving statement no, or fuck whatever. You. Because here's right. the thing. This is like relationships when you're like into somebody. <laughs> I told them. And we're not exclusive. <laughs> We're not exclusive. <laughs> he never asked me, so. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> it's the old don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> Switcheroo. Switcheroo. No. <laughs> um. Like, you know when you're doing shitty stuff. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know it. So you can justify it however you want, but you know you shouldn't do certain things. Neutralization like theory. Spending other people's money. And what about how he was like writing $100 million bonuses to people as he was like going to say he did it or what? Like, what? 
What are you doing? I guess to try to make people feel comfortable with what was happening. But he was confessing at this point. I know. Yes. It didn't make any sense. Yeah, dude. Uh, Psychopath. Even his kids were (laughs) like, what are you doing? It's, yeah, it's insane how long it was going on for. And then the method and strategy that he was using. So, uh... Despite claiming to generate large, steady returns through an investing strategy that he called split strike conversion, which go ahead and look that shit up. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine it's going to be similar to the trademark Enron cooking the books. Yeah, basically, that's what it was. Uh, (laughs) Only he gave his a fancy name. Yeah, he. so that's this is basically part of the con. He's actually using an actual trading strategy that he was not actually doing. So he called it split strike conversion and he wasn't fucking doing it. So he That's was just having, how he got people to give him money. Yes. He got yeah. people to invest. And he was like, and I converted into my bank account. <laughs> yeah, <he was> like, <laughs> <laughs> That's how. <laughs> he basically just deposited all of the client funds into a single fucking bank account that he used to pay his existing clients uh, if they decided that they wanted to cash out so that he wouldn't be discovered. And Until then, they were all like nervous about the 2008 Fucking 2008 bullshit. bubble, yeah. Um, and then they were like, I want my money. And then he's like, uh-oh. <laughs> well. I'm fucked. <laughs> I bought a few houses that were like eight million dollars. Oh, fuck, dude. Um, yeah. Did you see all that shit at the end of oh, the that he Wizard had? of Lies that yeah. they auctioned off? Yes. Like even their underwear. His boxers. What? <laughs> Who's buying that? <laughs> Why? Because you can frame dude, it. Dude, do you want to see Bernie made up <laughs> underpants? I got them for two hundred dollars. What? Who? Who doesn't want some boxers on <laughs> Me? their fucking wall? Party? I don't. That's oh disgusting. <laughs> and I think there's a pee stain on the phone. Oh, probably some skid marks. <laughs> of course, it was lobster skid marks. So, you lobster know, only the marks. highest quality Caviar. of poo. <laughs> Champagne dreams, everyone. <laughs> And jailbird nightmares. <laughs> Hell yeah. Fuck. Uh, so um, on the documentaries, they talk about how he had put his company inside the lipstick building in New York. Do you think it looks like a lipstick? Um, they call I don't it the even know what building, building that is. So okay. no. <laughs> Should I look it up? Yeah, look it up. I kind of thought maybe like. What is they call it that because it looks like that's a That's what they say. I wasn't okay. for sure that I actually thought that it looked or like the lipstick. Or did they like, was it a cosmetic company? No, it's just like a building and people call it the lipstick building. But he had two separate companies running out. Um, I think they had like a couple different floors that they owned um, and ran the business out of. So uh, he has what looks like a legit side where his sons are managing the stock. And then there's this other business on a different floor where all this shady shit was happening. So he had uh, a couple people working. No, it does not look like a lipstick. It doesn't look like it, right? No. Okay. I 
was thinking the same it's thing. It's cool looking, but, but it no. does not look like a lipstick. No, the building's cool. It's uh, wait. So he had like a secret floor, right? Where that yeah, other guy was, where Hank his... Azaria, who was disgusting, by the way. <laughs> He was gross. Everybody who basically had ever met him uh, at some point in time, for whatever reason, felt like he gave him the creeps. He was kind of shady, but he had been working for and Moth for a while. And he fucking all in knew. Like, he was oh, he a fucking total everything. participant. And yes. he was disgusting. Yes. When he was talking about women's down south area. <laughs> <laughs> like comparing him out to a car that whole part <laughs> disgusting uh i mean who else do you get to fucking create these false documents to cook the books for you other than some sleaze than ball? a pig yeah, yeah a pig um so i mean i believe nobody was allowed to go into that area Unless you had some sort of special access. Yeah, unless you were a pig. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, dude. Uh, basically. He was so gross. I, I mean, know. Hank Azera, I love him. But I was like, ew. I know. Gross. No, I'm with you. Just like a dirty frat guy. Yes. Talking like totally like, misogynistic pig. Wait, are you? Are we? Are we referring to locker room banter? <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, there's nothing wrong Everybody with that. Everybody does it. We all get grabbed by the pussies. Okay, Patty? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Sorry. Uh, sorry, yeah. tangent. Okay. Let's Please get back on try. it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, <laughs> I seen where, I guess, uh, his organization or his business um, were the first to introduce after hours trading. Um, and had some of the first and fanciest. In case you want to lose your money after the work day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess they had some of the fanciest IT equipment. So, like, they were the one of the first groups to start using computers and stuff like that. Because, um, mind you, they, they had now been around for a while, the company. Uh, so, they really, I guess, like, experts and then uh, people that worked in the stock exchange if they needed to know what stocks were trading you know at what prices and stuff they contacted his firm because they were around the clock so they knew where everything was at they could call them reach out be like what what are we looking at here and they could tell them so in 1970 his brother peter joins as chief compliance officer like it's like the whole family now is getting in on this thing. Uh, later, his sons, Andrew and Mark, get in on the family business. By the 1980s, Moff was said to be making $100 million a year. $100 million a year. Year. <laughs> Did I say a year? That's 365 days. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I When I seen that, I was like, are you what? fucking kidding me? Because he wasn't investing any of that. It was yes. going into his own personal account. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was And so it. I just have to wonder... Like, you're going to get caught. So then what? You just ride that gravy train as long as you can. And then you're like, oops. Yeah. Because yeah. nobody was investigating. They weren't no. checking into the it. The one time they were like, oh, okay. It's all good. 
fuck, dude. Uh, <laughs> he makes up that bullshit number. And they're like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So in a Wall Street Journal, uh, and which is now a famous interview with him from 1992, uh, Moff insists that the returns were really nothing special, given that the Standard & Poor's 500 stock index generated an average annual return of 16.3%. So he normally said that his returns were between 10 to 20. So most people found that normal and didn't question it. Um, which was between uh, November 1982 and November 1992. I would be surprised if anybody thought that matching the S&P over 10 years was anything outstanding. This, this came from Bernie Madoff. Um, he claimed to be using a caller strategy, also known as a split strike conversion. <laughs> That's where he was like talking uh-huh. about it, uh, which minimizes <laughs> risk. It was called the oopsie doopsie doodle. <laughs> I'm cooking the fucking books. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, um, Harry Markopolis, is that how you say it? Markopolis? Marco Polo? Marco Polo. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> Markopolis? Markopolis, thank you. Like, uh, he's... <laughs> Markopolis? <laughs> <laughs> he was the original whistleblower for this. So he worked for a competitor and they were like, how the fuck are they constantly Is he having the one that was like, they're only showing gains, yes. never losses. Correct. And I'm going to put that on our board that that's a sign too. Yeah. Like he was like, the market goes up and down, but you're constantly showing an increase. Right. An arc. Every is, single like time. Like the COVID map, everyone. <laughs> COVID. It's cur- curving up. It was like that, but no down, <laughs> all up. Um, I, I <laughs> That's mean, he, bad. Yeah. It's, <laughs> that's a, you're, your money's gone, fucker, <laughs> unless you pull it out before the shit all tumbles until the Jenga. I think I'm <laughs> doing Jenga. throwbacks from lots of episodes uh, now. I mean, yeah, he was he was pointing to it and raising okay. the red flag and because saying... Because I read, like, his sons turned him in or something. Eventually, yes. Well, so Harry's the one who was telling the SEC there's something fucking wrong. Because math need to is do wrong. Your job. Yeah, and they pulled out some of the paperwork that they had um, from a mutual friend who was a client of um, Madoff's, and uh, looked up some of the investment firms and stuff that they were saying that they were putting the money into, and they were like, "It's bullshit." Like they clearly could see it within a matter of minutes. So then um, they start looking at the math, and they're like, "No, it's all fucking." bogus but the sec didn't do anything they basically came in and was like oh no everything's good right we don't talk to that department or whatever <laughs> it's like again the perfect storm brewing yeah uh i so what was interesting to me is they had these feeder funds did you see anything about this at all Mm-mm. Yeah. So when I was hearing about some of this stuff in the documentary, I was like, I don't understand what they're talking about. So what was ending up happening was uh, Madoff's uh, business that he had his investment firm was kind of like a middleman type thing. And then there was these smaller investment firms that you could go to that were basically spread out across the globe. 
So not only in the United States, but he also had these firms that were out in different countries uh-huh. where you can invest your money with them. And then they would invest that money with Bernie and you would get a percentage of that. So that was what they were calling these feeder funds. So like outside distributors. But the investment manager, they could never say his name. So you cannot tell the investors who you were investing their money with. Was that like the rule? Or yes. you just didn't know? No, you okay. were. No, they knew who they <laughs> like were investing the money with. But they could not fucking list his name. It was part of their agreement. Bernie said no. Yeah. Oh, they couldn't list Madoff's name? Yes. Oh. Correct. So that was like the smoke screen that he was constantly using. So when they were uh, interviewing some of these victims, they were like, I never even heard of his name. Like, I only knew our firm that oh, we were going so to and investing. Yes. Oh. No clue. Correct. So he was like producing all of these fake documents to supply to those feeder funds, along with the direct customers that he had. Um, saying that they were having all these gains and all of it was completely untrue. It was just fake paperwork. Uh, and they printed these out, like sometimes on the off. daily, weekly, monthly, and we're sending it out to all the clients. And it was all I'm not investing my money. I'm just going <laughs> to put it in the backyard <laughs> in a jar. Like, this just makes me so mad. At least on this one, though, they did show, like, some people did kill themselves. Oh, God. The, I mean, yeah, like, going back to, you know, not only the money that, like, gets lost as part of the econom- economic downfall mm-hmm. because of this fraud, but it affects people's lives so much that they lose everything. Yeah. And then, yeah, they kill themselves. Uh, I seen where, uh, I think, was it his his sister, I think, who had invested money and was now, like, doing fucking Lyft or uh, Uber or something to make ends meet. Oh, yeah. It was, I was like, what the fuck, dude? I mean, that's, you You definitely have something wrong with you if you're willing to, like, steal from your own family. Yeah. Like, right to their face. Yes. Like, you know. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to piss your money away. You're not ever going to see that money again. Nope. Like that. Yeah. Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess so like if you have uh, 50 or more clients, um, part of the regulations is that you're supposed to be licensed and he wasn't. So that was one of the reasons why he did not want to be li- listed as one of the uh, investment. No. Um, yeah. Because. <laughs> secret. It's it was a fucking secret, dude. And these little tiny firms knew about it. I would like to think that that would be a red flag. No, no, because they were making so much fucking <laughs> right, money off of it. That's the thing. Greed. Greed it's makes people bullshit. do stupid. And then shit. I seen on one of the documentaries that I was watching um, this little business. I can't remember. They might have been in Florida. I'm not sure, but uh, they got investigated by the SEC and forced to close. <laughs> Of course they did. Yes, but he was but untouched. And then ended he's up- like, I already talked to someone. Go talk to them. <laughs> I mean, he absorbed their customers afterwards. So then they were just supposedly investing directly with him. Yeah. yeah. it's uh, So some of his famous victims include uh, Zaja Gabor, who reportedly lost between 7 to $10 million. Steven Spielberg. Uh, the 
dollar amount has never been disclosed, but I've seen interviews with him and yeah, he's never been happy with what happened. So So like these people aren't dumb. No. They're smart people who bought into this whole uh, scheme that he had because, you know, word of mouth traveled around. People trusted him. And um, so they were willing to invest their money into it. Uh, Kevin Bacon and Kira Sedgwick, they invested with him. John Malkovich, uh, it was said to be around $670,000. A Holocaust survivor, uh, Eli Weissel, um, $12 million. Uh, individually and 15 million from uh him and his wife's nonprofit organization. Was he the one that was suing their family? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Larry King maybe around 700,000. So Who cares? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to demonstrate famous people that have invested okay. with him. Okay. I'm surprised about Steven Spielberg to be honest. Um, I mean, if you're thinking that all these return, you're hearing from like friends and stuff and family that are investing with him and they're showing these return, these fake documents that they're getting and they're making so all this I guess money. The moral is when you get a return, you're like, cash me out. Yeah. <laughs> and then move on down the line. And then fucking get out. Like because, if you're at the casino, yeah. you put in $25 mm-hmm. and you make a hundred cash like out. Don't those nuns. Don't keep <laughs> Don't playing the slot machine. <laughs> Don't be Sister Mary. Don't be greedy. <laughs> How much fucking money does Steven Spielberg need, though? I mean, really? Yeah, I I don't... I mean, the amount was never disclosed, so I don't know what but he was I'm putting in saying, there. But I'm just saying, like... Oh, no, he makes tons of much, money. How much... That's stupid. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Tons of money. There's no reason. Um, No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. You can do whatever you want with your money, Steven. <laughs> of course you can, but I'm just saying. <laughs> How much fucking money do you need a lot apparently <laughs> I guess. Uh, it's never enough okay? never enough um so yeah he's going along all these years singing a song yeah singing a song <laughs> all these and then, boats uh oh 2008 happens and, and He's like, yeah, because what ended up happening, right, is everybody wanted to pull their money money. out because they were, like, scared. But isn't that what would happen if we all went to the bank and said, hey, I want all my money out of here? Yeah. It was the same thing. Because they're only required to have, I think, like, 25% or something like that at all times. liquid. Yes. Yeah. And then if we all went crazy and we were like, I want my money now, and we went to the (laughs) bank. I want to put it in a jar in my backyard. (laughs) Or stuff it under in my mattress yeah. <laughs> the box then it the would mattress. be a big crash <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it would fucking crash so that's what happened during 2008 we had the bubble right the recession happened people wanted their money so they started trying to pull it out and he didn't have the funds to cover it right so now he's like i'm fucked so he goes to his family first <laughs> ruth and the boys and, says, and he's like guess what yeah Surprise! has a fa- family family meeting everyone <laughs> and they're like what and he breaks out the cookies and the milk, and he was like, sit down, kids. <laughs> I have a, a little tale to tell. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, and they're I, like, what? Yeah. Totally had no idea. So in the Wizard of Lies, right, which is based off of a, a book, um, 
and uh, and it's based off of their accounts of what happened. They basically say like they started crying. Um, one of the sons doesn't even want to talk to him at this point. Yeah, I mean the sons pretty much just they just dipped out on both the parents. Yeah, like, and Bye. they say that they were not aware of the scheme. Um, so I was kind of going to ask you: Do you believe that? Do you believe that they had I don't know. no clue what was going on? I don't know. I mean, probably they did know, but I don't know. Uh, I So there's a couple documentaries out there that kind of talk about this question. He did keep them in a separate area of the business. He kept them separated. And that's why he was like, well, they're not going to get in trouble because they're not involved or whatever. But I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. Uh, when I was watching some of the documentaries, uh, some of the um, nuances that they brought up, I thought, how could you have missed that? Yeah. How did you not know? Um, including his wife. So I'm on the fence. I'm not sure that I totally believe that or if that's the story they're selling everybody to try yeah, to trying avoid to keep them. them from having culpability. Correct. Um, because there's always degrees of culpability. Right. And that's basically where you have to kind of assign, you know, that degree to that person. Yeah. So uh, I don't I mean, obviously, I don't think we're ever going to know for no, sure. No, no. Because they're dead. Yes. (laughs) Yes, correct. And Um, isn't only Ruth still alive now? Yeah, only Ruth is alive uh, at this point. Um, So December 10th, 2008, he comes out. uh, His his sons at this point have already gone to the SEC and the FBI and have alerted them about what's going on. So the information that they know, and then he goes in and turns himself in and confesses. And he did everything. plead guilty, which he was did. surprising. Which most was like of the time they're like, "No, what? I didn't do that." Oh, they try to fight it. Yeah, but he did it in the immediacy of everything that was happening. <laughs> and I, I have to believe he's that- like, I'm not going to have anywhere to live, so <laughs> I need a room. Well, I was like hoping, even though he's a psychopath, I was like. <laughs> Maybe he, he would really feel a little bad. Yeah, he, but he did didn't not want to drag his family, his immediate family, through everything that was gonna yeah. ultimately happen to them. Um, so the fund's last statements indicated it had sixty four point eight billion in client assets, um, which is an insane amount of money. Yeah, uh, and it was a lot of it all on paper. So of course. it was all fucking bullshit. It was all ether. It was all farts. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Dog treats. Um, so uh the moth reportedly admits to investigators that he had lost fifty billion of investors' money. And on March twelfth, two thousand nine, he pleaded guilty to eleven felony counts. Yeah. Securities fraud. 150 years in prison? Yep. Investment advisor fraud, mail fraud, wire fraud. Fraud, 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 fraud. <laughs> Three counts of money laundering. <laughs> false statements, perjury, false filings with the United States Securities Exchange Commission, and theft from an employee benefit plan. Hmm. He fucking stole from their benefit plans. I'm surprised they had benefit plans. I know. He Yeah, instead of being like a shrewd, like owner like, like everything Ebenezer. goes to me yes 
Um, prosecutors said $170 billion moved through the principal Madoff account over decades, and that before his arrest, the firm statements, of course, showed $65 billion in accounts. Um, so the Ponzi scheme that he pulled off now is like a symbol of our culture's greed and dishonesty um, that has constantly pervaded Wall Street in the run-up to the financial crisis. Because, of course, we had Enron... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of the other ones like WorldCom, etc. And now this. Uh, so like you had pointed out, he was sentenced to 150 years in prison, um, ordered to forfeit 170 billion in assets. Um, so, so far to date. I and mean, even down to his underwear. To his fucking boxers. <laughs> they were, even the ones he was wearing on his court date. Uh, they asked him to strip those. No, I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. They might have. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he was just detained at the Butner Federal Correction Complex in North Carolina to serve a sentence. And uh, as of December 2018, the Madoff Victims Fund had distributed more than $2.7 billion to 37,011 uh, victimized investors in the U.S. and around the world. So one of the interesting things that I found out in the documentary is uh, Irving Picard was handling the liquidation of the assets and recovering the money he stole. So... And how it worked was if you invested money and you never borrowed or took anything out, uh, which there were some people that did that, right? They invested, let's say. They just gave them their money. Yeah, gave them the money. They never took any of the money out or anything like that. Then you were able to get that money back. So, like, let's say you uh-huh. invested 500000 Then you recouped it once they were going through their process to recover it. If you took money out thinking that you had earned something and then you deducted during this whole scheme, um, so over what you invested, they basically would subtract that amount so that you, you invested. So you draw about what you gave him. And you fucking owed money. <laughs> what? Yes. So, like, let's say originally you invest, like, invested $500,000 uh-huh. and then you took a nine hundred grand out. You now owe them $400,000. And this is actually like a strategy used, and it's called a clawback. Mm-hmm. I had never heard of this shit. Yeah, me neither. So, wait, say that again. So, you put in $500,000. let us say you invest $500,000. But you took out nine. dollars Yeah, you, now you you're in thought, retirement age. You thought that you had extra money, which yep. you didn't. Because your paperwork is showing you've got, I don't know, $2 million now. You've accrued two million over X amount of years, uh-huh. okay? But you decide, well, I need some money. I'm going to take nine hundred grand out, right? Okay. So. So now you owe four. I get it. So yes. you're only getting what you put in, and then if you took out more, you owe that back. Yes. To the other people who are trying to get their money back. Yes, because it was oh, all boy. smoke and mirrors. You never got right. any Nothing. sort of interest. You were just giving it to him, and he was spending it. Yeah, Nothing correct. Was actually making any money yep and it's called a clawback i had never heard of it till i started watching all these what if you don't have that money well that was a thing so some of them had to go bankrupt some of them they went through a review process and they wrote it off i think it depended on your situation or your Uh, circumstances okay so it kind of varied depending on uh who we were talking about um so since 2018, Picard has recovered 13.3 billion. 
Um, the feeder investors had difficulty recovering their money. So if you had invested with those feeder investors, a lot of them. The um, little fish yes, got screwed. Uh, basically, they got shit on. Nice. So they didn't see a lot of that money. Um, and then, like we've talked about, uh, both his sons have passed away. Uh, one by suicide. Yeah, and, it was sad. Yes. And then the other one died from cancer. So also. Yeah, it, I, when I seen that, I was, like, actually pretty sad about yeah. that. Because it's, I mean, you look at the collateral damage based off of what he fucking did. Yeah. Understanding that, I mean, uh, they were both extremely embarrassed. They talked about how their friends and, and the rest of the family. They basically got shunned. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They couldn't go anywhere because people would be angry, rightfully so, and uh, ostracize them, um, including his wife, Ruth. Uh and then she couldn't even get her hair done, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> her roots were really showing at this point. Um, I mean, you know, they uh, I mean, Bernie had been diagnosed with kidney failure um, in 2014. So leading up to his death, he he had been in prison for about 11 years. In February 2020, Bernie asked for compassionate release, but was denied. And then more than 500 victims wrote in asking the judge to show no mercy to him, um, which he declined. He denied him. He did not release him. And his last days, it was said that he was living in hospice. He had two toes amputated due to gangrene, and he had lost eight teeth. He depended on a wheelchair, yeah, he was just oxygen, falling apart. Yeah, he was basically falling apart. Uh, dialysis, which he sometimes declined. He wasn't always uh, doing his treatments as recommended um and he was also taking methadone to ease his pain so he was declared dead on april 14th in 2021 um the day before tax day how funny yes (laughs) and apparently he was still saying like fuck the other inmates but i did read too where he had kind of like got some street cred while he was in prison like some respect because he had taken all the blame on himself um, so some of the other uh, inmates or offenders had actually um, respected him for that. Whether or not that's true, I don't know. Um, but I do know, like, when everything was imploding in 2008, like, Kim and Ruth had tried to commit suicide, um, you know, based off of the information that was shared. Uh, I think they talk about it, too, right? In The Wizard of Lies. I don't remember that. No? Okay. So they had supposedly uh, swallowed a bunch of pills, thinking that it was going to kill him. Yeah, and it it doesn't. They wake up <laughs> the next day. <laughs> they wake up the next day, and everything is still a fucking nightmare. <laughs> So, uh, of their own design. Of their own design. Ruth is still alive um, and she lives in Connecticut. She had worked out some sort of settlement where she got $2 million. Yeah, what is that? I don't know. I mean, no offense to her, but you should get no money. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it, I don't know how. I don't know how that all worked. I just saw where she worked out some sort of settlement. Her lawyers did. She got $2 million and uh, now resides in Connecticut somewhere. Oh, so because originally she went and lived with her sister, which kudos to her sister because I'd be like, huh, 
Your husband spent all my money. I know, right? Uh, like I said, uh, I, you know, the family was also affected because a lot of them had invested too. I mean, it was one of those things where like, if your brother comes to you and you're like, yeah, I'm investing. Look at all these returns I'm making. You should do it. A lot of people just were like, yeah, I'll do it too. So they threw their money at him. And all the while he's buying all these boats, these yachts. Right. Uh, customized limos, like fucking fancy everything yeah everything it was insane um having these lavish parties yeah i mean and ultimately it's sad because you know he of course died in prison um and it sounds like he was probably in a lot of pain um as you say patty rest in poutine (laughs) nope he doesn't deserve poutine (laughs) Uh, and then his that's only for uh a select few. Only select few people. Rest in poo. No teen. <laughs> or I don't know. Maybe uh, he's part of the body part industry Ew. now. Maybe. Um, and his uh, parts are being circulated. <laughs> his parts. <laughs> his parts. His parts. Uh, not his farts. His parts. Um, yeah. So that's essentially what happened with Bernie. It's a sad tale. Uh, yeah, I remember when this was all unfolding on mm-hmm. the news. Yeah. And he was he was still acting so arrogant mm-hmm. when he was going through the whole process and stuff. I was like, God, you're a fucking asshole, dude. Yeah, he was. Like, you ruined people's lives. And then, and like you like, said. Oh, well. Yeah. Like you said, outside of his son committing suicide, like, there was other investors that yeah. were victimized and killed themselves over mm-hmm. this. Because they had lost everything. Right. They didn't even know anything about anything. No. Not until. Again, put your money in a jar and put it in the backyard. <laughs> or, <laughs> or a under can. your mattress. Um, <laughs> Something. Yeah. Or a coffee can in your kitchen. <laughs> I mean, think of your own little spot. Let's just pull all of our money out of everywhere. Yeah. That'll work out well. <laughs> Oh my god! I Put was all thinking, your money in Wiener Schnitzel, okay? <laughs> Buy some stock in the Snitch. Um, It'll make you happy. I know. Me and the hubby were talking about all this shit yesterday, and we were like, "Man, all this stuff like we've been covering and like learning about different industries." <laughs> and, and I stuff. still don't know how to do it, so. <laughs> The embezzling. I think I'd be like, yeah, so you just give me your money. And I like, <laughs> I know, just give me your money. Um, I've got this new, I invented Post-Its. <laughs> A new business? Uh, I Ooh. invented the glue that goes on the back of the Post-Its. <laughs> oh, you just watch Roman and Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> It's Which is a funny-ass movie, Romeo and Michelle's <laughs> High School Reunion. If you haven't seen it, please go out and watch it. Tangent. <laughs> um, you know what we need to do is take a picture of our, our uh, white-collar profile board we've been making. Oh, yeah. And Let's post it for everybody. until there's more. So I know. We only have a few uh, so they can see, like, all of the stuff we've been coming up with. It's great. <laughs> I think we're going to need some sort of diagram. Yeah. Um, It'll probably have a Jenga tower (laughs) on it. (laughs) We'll put some little rope, like yarn lines. (laughs) That's funny. 
Oh my god, dude. Ah, uh, shit. This is crazy. Um, <laughs> I mean, it is. I just was getting more and more depressed, like all the documentaries I was watching. And I was like, how do you trust anything in this fucking world? You don't. Uh, Jar. Jar. I don't want to be cremated. <laughs> I, know. I don't want to be a donor. I don't want to have all my money taken away. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. I don't know who's gambling at the slot machine next to me. <laughs> Are you a nun? <laughs> Should you be that. here right now? Did you take any vows for Luckily, the Luckily, I do not go to the casino to see these people. So. Uh, I don't, but mostly because people can smoke in there and I can't oh, take it. Right. So I can't either. And you I'm like, stink out I'm out of here. Even if you go on the quote non smoking. It still smells like fucking smoke. It in does. There. It's gross. Yeah. It gives me a headache. Not for me. Sorry. Same Z's. Same Z's. <laughs> um, okay, Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> But back to Wiener Yeah, we're circling back to our original discussion. Um, <laughs> if you're interested in having us promo you, please contact us. <laughs> Olddirtybenches.com. Okay. Find us on Facebook, Subject Instagram. Line, Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> Wiener Dude Attitude. Wiener dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That used to be on their cups. Oh, yeah, it was. I forgot about that taste yeah. of that right now. <laughs> I'm just making everything up. I know. Sometimes I have a reason. Um, I think you were watching Only Murders in the Building last night. Yes, I was. Uh, we watched the last episode. Did you get the line that I was talking about? Yes. <laughs> Which made me laugh. She's got some good She's liners funny. in there, yeah. man. I'm like, She's funny. I still want her to be the serial killer. Okay. I don't think so, but okay. I'm hoping. But then I was like, what if it's Martin Short? Because he was on like an old Dateline episode and he was a killer on there. And he was fucking crazy. What? Yes. Look it up, everyone. <laughs> Law and Order SVU. We started from season one and we were going through all the seasons. We're like on season seven. Uh, Martin Short is in he one of them. He was on a Law and Order. You said Dateline. Oh, did I say Dateline? He was on a Dateline. He might have been. I don't so know. So he was a killer on Law and Order. Yes, Law and Order. Okay. Sorry, I got it mixed up. Because I watch. <laughs> I'm going to be looking shit. for the wrong thing. <laughs> I don't know what episode or season it was, but yeah, you know he was what? on there. We started laughing um, when we seen him. So you think it's him now? I don't, I don't know, dude. I want to I don't be think we know. Gomez, but it could be him. I mean, he's the one who's been all about the podcast, and then his dog got poisoned, and he got that note, which could have been totally staged by him. I don't know. So, uh, but I do like how they're doing the show, so I'm excited. Is it Special Victims Unit? Yes. Okay. SVU. Yeah, here it is. We call it LNS. Like and subscribe. <laughs> I'm like, you do. <laughs> Just uh, kidding, everybody. There's a dog on me. He's like, but do you have any snacks with you? Uh, did you find it? I did, but it's just 
Does it say what number? It's showing like quotes from the episode. Oh, no. It's from 2005. <laughs> okay. That sounds about right. It's called Pure. Maybe. The episode title is called Pure. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Get down. Uh, <laughs> release date. Yeah, that's stupid. How are you? You can't search by the name, can you? Uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. All we'll right. Find anyway, he's we'll on find there. It. Um, so there you go. All right. Slight tangent. Um, <laughs> we wouldn't be us if we didn't. Yeah. If we didn't tangent. <laughs> um, so we hope you liked this episode on the moth. Um, yeah, I would say watch that show on HBO yes, Max. It's on Short. HBO. We'll post all the documentaries and stuff that we uh, reviewed or watched. Um, <laughs> movies. There's one with uh, Richard Dreyfus too, where he's Bernie. Oh. Did you see that one? Uh-uh. I know. I haven't watched it either. Um, so I could not give you any reviews on that. But <laughs> I'm sure it's delightful. Uh, Richard yeah. Dreyfus is good. I know. He looks like a crazy psycho on there, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> the true psychopath. Uh, anyways, that was our white collar crime. We hope you all liked it. Um, again, like and subscribe, follow, follow us. Uh, Whatever you do, if you can, leave us a review. We have four on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Ooh, oh, okay. Sorry about that. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> she wants more people to review. <laughs> Find our website, <laughs> social media, uh, tighten up those ethical belts. <laughs> and don't invest with people. <laughs> Be safe. Um, and then, yeah, leave us a comment. Uh, email us, oldirtybenches at gmail.com. Be like George, George, Jeff Bezos, and leave us a comment. <laughs> Jeff Bezos, <laughs> he likes us. Uh, <laughs> he wants to be our rich uncle. <laughs> we want you to be our rich uncle. Um, All right, everybody. Have a good week. Have a good week. See See ya. ya. Bye. Bye.